great thong underwear. Toothpaste is a really versatile You've told substance. me before it's going to be green and it's going to be unpleasant. <laughs> Who man's on the call? So uh, welcome to the Unintended Audience. This is a podcast that proves that people can find enjoyment in unexpected places. Yeah, you know, Tom, I think one of the examples of uh, things that people find other uses for is buckets. People can take a pail or a bucket and they can do all kinds of great things. They could fill it with some soil, some Mm -hmm. planting soil, use it to spread some loam around and Mm -hmm. and plant a tree or Mm. some plants in their local neighborhood. They could put some soapy water in there and they could use it to, you know, clean up their floors, uh, mop up their kitchen, uh, clean up their basement. Super uh, versatile, all-around household tool. And I think that Peter, Paul, and Mary song should have been "If I Had a Bucket." Yeah, I mean, not they, a hammer. If they had a bucket, they would have cleaned some shit. Yeah, or all planted, over, all over this, or land. planted some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. And also, you can, uh, you can, it can start a new career in the sim of professional arts. Flip that upside down, and you're you're hitting it, and it got a cool cool uh, drum kit. You get another bucket. Flip that right side up and then you got a place to collect all your nickels yeah like so all of the nickels that people because i we've talked about this before people have if they've got one piece of change more than any other mm-hmm. it's it's fucking nickels isn't um, it the penny no I, I feel like pennies like pennies have a certain nostalgia to them nickels are just like everyone hates them so like if, if people are like me that's yeah. the first thing they're getting rid of is yeah. all their nickels. Got very strong feelings on nickels. Well, you bring this up a lot. What are we talking about today, Maddie? We're talking about child's play. We're talking about things that were really initially designed to appeal to a younger generation, mm-hmm. children, kids, whatever you want to call them, that have been picked up on and really like loved or appreciated or taken to the next level by adults. But we'd be remiss if we started talking about this topic. We can't get right into it. we no. got to talk about some stuff yeah, before we get we right need into to, it. We have to take a slight aside. Yeah, podcasts really never go in a straight direction, do no. they? They're quite circuitous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're this is a winding road mm-hmm. that Tom and I go down every week. <laughs> and we're taking you all along for the journey. Yeah. So... As you know, um, if you're an avid listener, every week we do try to apologize for all of the (laughs) terrible wrongs that we've inflicted on your ears. I think every episode has some things that we're not either not happy about, we've factually gotten wrong, or we just weren't happy about how it turned out, right? Yeah. So I I, I think that the first one we want to get into is um, we took aim at CrossFitters. Oh, uh, boy, did we. Tom. Yeah, we, we said they're, I, I said they were douchebags. I don't know what CrossFit is. Yeah. Um, I don't know who does it. Douchebags. Possibly. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say that came from a place of jealousy and uh, and just and just not a positive, positive place. What you all can't see is Tom is cowering a little mm-hmm. bit. Did the CrossFitters get to you? Did you get beat up by a CrossFitter? They're very, they're very intimidating. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't. CrossFitters are way too cool to be listening to a podcast like no, ours. No, I'm positive. No, no CrossFitters. They will can ever tell we're not as attractive as they are just by listening to her voice. I mean, we're, we're, we're not in their same realm. I'm sweating. So I know. I'm, I'm sweating while we're making the podcast. I know they didn't listen to it, but even, even so, you know, I, I see them 
walking back from their cool little little hut they all work out in. It's in, a in box. My, in my, they they call it a box. Oh, is, it, is that it's the culture? Box. Yes. Is that the, the, the lingo? I'm, I'm a hangers-on. Like, I, I'm appreciative of yeah. what they do. So that's it. It came from a – it was a reactionary thing to say from a place of jealousy and a place of, uh, of you know, admiration, I think. Tom and I can't do that shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't lift a truck tire. Yeah. I can't do – I don't even know what a burpee is. To yeah. me, a burpee sounds like something you buy for a toddler. It's it's, it's a thing you do that kind of makes you want to throw up while you're doing it because it's hard to do. That's so all it's, I know. It's that like pre-throw up burps. Burpee. <laughs> it's like, right? It's like it's, it's exactly, a burpee. It's exactly that's what that is. what it is. Yeah. Um, so we're sorry to all the CrossFitters out there. Mm-hmm. Please keep going to your boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and please keep working out. And please don't take this out in Tom and I. Like... We are just – we're making commentary on social norms. We're, we're meek, wimpy, little child men. If the fact that we made a podcast didn't make that clear, hopefully this plea will make that clear. Please leave us alone. Don't hurt us. Yeah, don't hurt us. Uh, we don't understand what you're doing, but we respect what you're doing. That's all that matters. Uh, what else are we going to... We want to talk a little bit about our artwork, Tom. There's elements of this whole podcasting thing that we didn't get. We didn't get how tough it would be. We didn't get the intricacies of it. Yeah. We didn't understand the full commitment that it would take to get one of these out mm-hmm. there, right? And, and and one of the things we needed to get done was we need you need to have a little piece of artwork. You that, need a that logo. Goes, yeah, you need a logo. You need a little piece of artwork that goes in all the iTunes and um, you know SoundClouds and wherever else you share your podcast with. And you can't just like... Whatever Google people You use. can't just Google image the unintended audience and, and you're going to find a perfect album artwork for your podcast. You've got to make it Tom, some, from somewhere. Tom, Tom, we can say that because we did try that method of... Yeah production where you google image search for the exact name of your podcast yeah, a, and you just you cross your fingers and you're like maybe yeah it's, it's a real hail hail mary but uh didn't work out no nope, it sure didn't so we had to figure out how to make one of these on our own and and so first we asked uh, i i was like maddie can you do something can you do that no let's back this up tom <laughs> okay that was not your first impression, and that was not your first strategy. Tom's strategy was, let's just pay people to do this for us. If you're going to hire a stranger to make a little podcast thumbnail, it costs many, many nickels. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of nickels, <laughs> yeah. um, more than I was willing to part with. Yeah. So what was my reaction to your wanting to hire someone to to create our podcast. Well, you, you went all dad on me and was like, well, I can do this myself. And you, <laughs> you, you made an attempt. So I used the tools at my disposal. Mm-hmm. Tom, do you, do you remember the, the tools that I used? It, well, it was a PowerPoint. It was deck. a PowerPoint. <laughs> which, which that, you can do a lot of stuff with PowerPoint. I if you, if you are creative and you you have the skills to do that, just is that if directed at me? Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at you when I said that. So I <laughs> I took a stab at this. I created a logo. I, in all things being fair, if people are listening to our podcast and actually like acknowledge that we exist and are on our Facebook page, we will post the failed logo on the Facebook page. But 
I tried, god damn it. And I sent it to you, and I think both of us were actually mildly surprised that I yeah, was able to produce something I was, that, like, I was, workable. Yeah, I was anticipating, like, sort of the digital equivalent of, like, Diarrhea. a child's... <laughs> Oh, not die. Oh, yeah. But like a, a child's crayon drawing of like their family. Sort of like like a like a it's adorable Tom, that just, you just try. So, just so it everyone knows, that... Tom is one of my oldest and dearest friends. <laughs> Someone that knows me better than most people. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was it was, you know, you, you work in a very corporate environment. It's right. just sort of a, you know, corporate looking thing. Something you'd make that would be perfectly fine Boring. for like yeah. uh Safe. Uh, it was a safe, boring a logo. work event. Yeah. So long, long story short. Here, we I I uh, befriended a guy named Joe, who's amazing. He's a, a he's been a, a really great guy. Someone and, that knows um, PowerPoint and he just, way better than I do. Yeah, he knows a little bit about about design and actually making making stuff like this. So he made our logo for us. He did. And it looks great. It does. I mean, we, it's exactly what we want. And and Joe charged us not a cent for that, which is amazing. So, and we haven't, and this is why we were very wrong. We didn't, and we haven't thanked him at all in the last, in the few episodes we've had since releasing this. Yeah, and I hope, and uh, I would hope that. And, and we couldn't, we couldn't have released this podcast at all without it. No, agreed. Like, we, you can't, you need a visual to yep. get your podcast up. So we needed that logo. We love it. Like it was exactly what we were expecting. It was yeah. kind of what we had in our mind when we started the podcast. So to see that exhibited was very exciting for us. Mm-hmm. I'd say for, oh, yeah. for me, it was when it became real was when we had a logo and like a little slogan and we had it all ready to go. A nice little package. Mm-hmm. It really sealed the deal. So let's, let's go on. So we have one more really exciting segment here i i cannot i cannot express how excited i am about this segment i have i've been working up to this holy shit for weeks this segment it's it's called in review it's brand new in review in review and we're going to be and so we're going to just fire up the old itunes page for the unintended audience we just want to share it's not just you listening to this podcast there's literally tens of people listening to this podcast and we want to share the community look look it's not the number of people it takes a long time to get a podcast going and exciting people excited about it that's that's understandable but you you know but with all the people in the world that have access to this these recordings we're gonna we're starting to get some reviews i'll put it at eight to ten billion people that have access to the podcast totally somewhere in that Vicinity. So, so it's really exciting now. We're you know at the beginning of all every episode, we're going to jump over to the ratings review set page on iTunes, and for our in review segment. Yeah, and and look at the latest reviews, and you know maybe learn a little thing about the person who reviewed it. We'll we'll, we'll it, it'll it's be fun. Chatter. This it, is just chatter. This is podcast chatter. It's going to be gold. fun. It's going to be fun. All right. So so Maddie, I'm going there now. Yeah. All right. It's going to going to the iTunes. What's our newest audience? Review, here here we go. What's our new review? I'll just give the new. It doesn't even matter what it's going to be. I'm just okay. going to give the review. Just give it. Good or bad? Pull here up it a comes. All right. I'm clicking on I'm ratings ready. and reviews. Here we go. In review. Oh. Hmm. Tom, in review, newest, most interesting review. Picked at random. Just we're, we're pulling Maddie, them up. Maddie, listen, I. In review. There must be something wrong with iTunes. There's no there's no other reviews. Tom, refresh. Refresh the page. Oh, I, I've done it. There's I, nothing? There's I nothing? have refreshed. 
All right, well. Thus concludes. That was the end of In Review. No reviews. <laughs> so, In yeah. Review, zero. No gold. Okay. Well, um. I guess we might as well do our show. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess we should start. All right, so we're talking about child's play. <laughs> we're talking about things that were meant for kids that others have picked up on or taken for different purposes, right? Mm, so yeah. what's the what's one of the things that jumps to your mind when you think of this kind of the, yeah, I this mean, topic? Maybe toys. Toys? Yeah, it's adult playing with toys. All right. Um, I mean, I think when you say toys and you think about adults being involved in this, the first thing I think of is like this whole crazy when i was a kid i liked baseball cards mm-hmm. um, but i think there's also a similar vibe with comic books right oh yeah um it's this whole thing where it's like it's meant for kids to like appreciate or collect their heroes or to be involved in this hobby but then adults pick up on it and it turns into this whole different thing it's not about the fun or the enjoyment anymore it's about how much is this thing worth what condition is it in who can I sell it to? Who else is interested in this? Yeah, it, it, you, you know, you're collecting the toys as opposed to playing with the toys, yeah, which yes. is what kids do with the right. toys. You know, I, I think that the adults like, you know, they like, so if we're talking about comic books, you know, they, they like the subject matter probably just as much and for the same reasons as the kids do. Yeah, totally. It's just their and relationship they, with the objects is totally different. And they probably know the comic book better than anyone, right? Right. But at right. the same time, they appreciate and love the story, but then the physical exemplification of that story, mm-hmm. they hold in such regard that they can't even like take it out of the plastic to read or thumb through the pages, well, right? because, I mean, these companies have come along that give them uh, rating scales of, of quality. Because if, if, if you have a collectible, you know, the collectibles right. all have uh, grades, and then that determines how valuable they are based on, rather than, like, the content in the book, the you're looking at the physical pieces of paper. So it doesn't matter that you own the Spider-Man that, he becomes Spider-Man. It matters that you own the Spider-Man issue mm-hmm. that is unmarked. Mm-hmm. The paper is a certain way. It's been in the plastic its entire existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no child has ever taken enjoyment from that particular... If a child has enjoyed that comic <laughs> yeah, it book, takes away like it immediately years. goes down in value <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, is that's the first thing appraisers <laughs> ask, right? It's... Has any child read this comic? Yep, and that's that, so. I'm reading this. Uh, it's called the CBCS Comics page, and it talks about the rating system. I think this is the, the most common rating system you do. It's, it's <laughs> right. a scale from one to ten, and the numbers uh, match to like mint is a ten to a nine point nine. Very rare to have anything in mint condition. And I'm not going to like go through this, but the the descriptions Tom, our listeners demand that you go through <laughs> one through ten. It would take forever. <laughs> but it goes all the way down and each um each type of rating has these long descriptions of what it means to be in that type of rating. It's just it's just like the nerdiest thing. I to me, I I get the whole preservation aspect of this. Um but comics are especially interesting to me because the whole point of a comic is to enjoy and appreciate the story and the 
like learning about the characters. It's it's reading a book. I mean, it's yeah. a book, and I know it's graphic and there's pictures and things, but there's also a whole buttload of dialogue in comic books, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think people appreciate comics not just for the art, but also for those bits of dialogue. So to have something where it's worth more when it's proven that it hasn't been read or looked at yeah. is just so weird, right? It's it's very, very, it's very, very odd. I mean, I guess it's like, you know, people collect things as an adult because they are connecting to like what they used to love as a kid. And I guess right. they've read them all a thousand times and know the story. So they're not getting value out of that. But, but they almost, don't want to give it up. It's almost like you buy one, you yeah. read it. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, this was really good. Yeah. And I know it's going to be important. Mm-hmm. So do you buy a second and then you put it in a plastic sleeve and never look at it again? Yeah, exactly. It's it's like I think it's a very emotional thing. I think it, at its heart, collecting comic books, action figures, uh, baseball cards, any kind of like ostensibly like on its surface a toy is an emotional thing. You're remembering these these memories of, of how how much joy you got out of it as a kid. Sure. Probably probably because maybe you were a little bit of a nerd and didn't have a lot of like and I'm this is I am not this is not disparaging at all, but I have a feeling that 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 kids who play with these sorts of things you know, maybe use that as sort of a crutch to have, you know, because they don't have, like, other, like, live friends, possibly. They're maybe lonely. No, it's a way to, like, it's yeah. another thing to put out there and be like, I'm into this. Yeah, like, and, like, if you people? have those sort of memories, of you know, it makes sense you'd want to then collect them. This whole discussion, I think, is part of it is there are people that are into it that would never surrender their Leonard Nimoy figurine from the original Star Trek series, right? Right. But then there's other people that are just in it to like buy and sell and yeah. get, make their dollars and do their eBay have like yes. a, an eBay business and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think there's. I think you can't have one of that. I think adults aren't going to do it if there's not some other reason other than just collecting it. But I think I think the emotional piece is really strong. Oh yeah, I'm far yeah. more interested yeah. in people that don't engage in like frequent buying and selling. Yeah. I'm more interested in. And the weird guy that ends up on, like, a news magazine show because he's got, like, every single Star Trek figurine ever made and will never get rid of any of them. And he's probably got some hoarding issues as well. Well, we've (laughs) talked about that before as well. Yeah. (laughs) But I am way more interested in that. Like, people that engage in this, like, hoarding and then reselling childhood stuff to make a dollar, that holds no interest to me at all. Remember, Maddie, I play Magic the Gathering. Okay. So, so this is a nice mixture. I think this is an interesting game because it's something that's – so I started playing when I was a little kid. I was in like – I was in uh, probably middle school. Yeah. And at that time, I played a little bit, but I really didn't have much money to spend on the cards. And my parents were like, I'm not going to give you money to spend on those those cards. But as an adult – rediscovered it and for about as a an year adult, you realized you could spend your money right. on whatever you did well, i realized well, it's please. not that much money really to spend so as an adult picked it up we played it for about a year with some friends and you can totally like get into buying these things and sure. they're like you know they're a few a few bucks a pack right. i i i probably spent probably 300 to 400 dollars 
all said and done. Just so everyone Which, is fully aware, Tom is a functional adult who owns a home. Yep. Pays into a retirement fund. Single. Has a, has a, has a vehicle. He owns a car. As of now, basically single with no kids. And, and, a, and, a, and a good income so I but, can spend it on But a huge sometimes. selection of magic cards. So and That's not even huge. If you're a good looking fella out there... And any of this sounds appealing. Tom is available. Oh, thanks, thanks. And that's the whole. That's why we've been that's doing this from the this beginning. Pod, the yeah, <laughs> it's taken us eight or it's a good looking fella. That's eight, a nerd. Eight, eight, eight or nine episodes <laughs> in, this is mainly about getting Tom a steady fella. Yep. So you started in magic. I think you're bringing up games, which I think to me are another interesting kind of category of this, which is. I think of board games, but like card games are also in this this uh, genre. It's games used to be made. I feel like mm-hmm. when we were growing up, games by and large are made for children, right? Like Magic. When you started playing Magic, by and large, the the target audience that they were going for was kids, right? I, I'm not so sure. That's I think kids picked it up. I think Magic the Gathering is a really complex game that I think adults are better at playing. But it has the element of fantasy and storytelling that kids would kids really like and they right. and, and they also like the shiny and cool looking cards. Right. But the gameplay it's a it's hard and what I was going to say before I mean like I I got to a point where I just I'm not smart enough to be good at that game. It is hard yeah. to, to be to be good at that game. And the more cards you have the more difficult it is to be good at the game. As weird as that sounds, it's just like, it makes it so much harder. Games have evolved so much. No, now, we totally turned it around. Now, and I think that's, I think it's really, really cool. Now, I mean, games really are targeted towards strictly adults. A lot of them are, you know, you've got the Settlers of, of Catan, which has been around for a while, Yeah, right? And then you've also got these games, um... I'm not going to get the names right, but there's ones about like controlling outbreaks. There's mm-hmm. ones about being a, 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 a nobleman in Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's. I ones... love these cooperative games. You play with with all your friends, and you're you're all playing towards a, a shared goal. You're not playing. They're against crazy each other. though. I mean, yeah. you and I know people. Like we've spent time. <laughs> this is oddly enough. You and I have gone on trips, like relaxing vacations. Where the people we've been with yeah. have chosen as part of their relaxing vacation to engage in these crazy ass games yeah. that take hours to describe and, the rules. And no child is gonna be playing no. these games ever. ever. I, yeah. I mean, I won't even engage in these games because they're too complicated. Like I think part of the draw in some yeah. of these games is how complicated they are. It's like, can you remember these esoteric weird rules uh-huh. how good are you you know like that's what it turns into it's pretty fun once you get it you it is totally it. fun when you get it yeah. but i am so frustrated in the in between i just can't do it growing up the game that jumps to my mind board game wise is mousetrap just turn the crank and snap the plank and boot the marble right down the chute now watch it roll and hit the pole and knock the ball in the rubber up top which fits the man into the fan the trap is set here comes the net ouch mousetrap I guarantee it's the craziest trap you'll ever see which I'm just gonna put out there probably one of the worst games ever made almost killed me Tom you almost died yes ah 
So <laughs> Mousetrap was all about building a mousetrap, mm-hmm. right? An elaborate, comprehensive mousetrap. Mm-hmm. The key element of the mousetrap, Tom, do you remember what it was? Well, the, the little little mouse with with that the, was what it was the caught. basket that, that was came what you caught. Down. But what triggered the trap? Do you remember? Uh, like, was what it was a the marble? It was a marble. Oh, it okay. It was a small stainless steel marble bearing that yeah. was just about the size of a nine to ten year old's windpipe. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. That marble looked delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was shiny. Yeah. Metal. Mm-hmm. It was everything that a kid would want to put in their mouth, right? Kids love shoving little spheres into places, don't they? So I, <laughs> mousetrap for me used to be just about pulling out the board, building the mousetrap. I did not play the game. I just built the mousetrap. Yeah. And, and then, then putting it, the marble in my mouth. And then, <laughs> wait, while you were, so, hang on, okay. So what you just said is you go you you go to Pull wherever. Hang yeah. on, let me just describe this. So you you go to your 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 gaming closet that your parents had or whatever. My dad. Pull out the game. Yeah. You you, you set it all up. Yeah. And then is it you're sucking on the ball bearing while you're doing this, or you set it all up <laughs> you're and making, then put the ball bearing in your mouth? You're making it, it vaguely sexual, and it was not. I, I'm just saying the word sucking. You just you had it in your mouth. I had you, it like like a lozenge. Let's just say that I had it in my Couldn't mouth. Couldn't it taste good? <laughs> it did not. It Ugh. was had a metallic taste. gross. Um, but got a little excited mm-hmm. thinking about putting it. Now you're making it sexual, <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> I got a little over. I, I don't know rambu- why we're. <laughs> I got rambunctious. Okay. Um, thinking about putting the marble on the trap and capture capturing the mouse and. I sucked in, mm-hmm. and the marble went down my throat. Yeah, I was all by myself uh-huh. in our game no. in our game room, and I, I nearly died. Oh my god! <laughs> this so so it like it like choked it you launched, for a little bit, yeah, and you had to my, like oh that's, I had to kind of Heimlich horrifying kind of had to Heim, Heimlich myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I mean, there was a point to this story. Well, it's sad. <laughs> the, well, the sadness is part of the story. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Yay! I knew you were a winner. Mousetrap from Milton Bradley. So entertainment-wise, I mean, we've got games, we've got toys, we've got all this stuff. Yeah, I think another thing that kind of goes along those lines are, are things like cartoons. Yeah. So, I mean, if you – cartoons initially – were for kids, and as you go, and, and and now there's definitely cartoons for kids and adults. Even, and I'm not talking about like The Simpsons or like, you know, Futurama or like these these cartoons that are that are basically sitcoms. Cartoons like Ren and Stimpy, Adventure Time. These are like cartoons made for kids, but have adult followings. This is a weird uh, subcategory of this, and I'm going to count on you to know the details. But My Little Pony, I had no idea. My Little Ponies are still a thing. Like, they are still producing uh, products, toys, that there's a show. You know why? Because because the audience 
are new kids and you can just keep recycling the same bullshit and kids will still I love still... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there's a whole new generation mm-hmm. of that um, Smurfs name just name it all of them are He-Man I'm sure is coming up but Tom my He-Man's little a little too who, gay for these I, days I think <laughs> you think He-Man's too gay it's I mean a little a little bit Although, you know, WWE what is gay about a man in a Speedo riding a tiger with a ghost who's a sidekick? <laughs> I mean, it's wonderful. I, I think that's so great. But, like, how is that not gay? How are things, like... He, he wore man, little to... He to, did. He wore... He was, like, a naked dude, muscular, <laughs> naked guy. But then, you know, but, the, but it's really not all that sexual. And then WWE, how do they make that not gay? I do not find that at all attractive. It's a whole nother episode. Anyway. So is... My Little Pony, Tom, <laughs> back to the topic. My Little Pony is a thing. They, they still produce yeah. new content. Mm-hmm. And did you know there are people our age that are... Serious, not yeah. ironic. Serious fans of My Little Pony. Yeah, I, it's it's the, it, the bronies you're talking about. I, I am talking bronies. about bronies. So, so these are bronies. these are like younger millennials. I mean, we're kind of technically millennials, and we're like right, right up at the at the edge there. We're we're the oldies. We're, in the we're the very bracket. oldest. Yeah. But if you you know if you go in the middle of the millennials, you, you got so cosplay. Is sort of a, a a general thing you see a lot a lot more, which I think is gets at this nostalgia thing and which just is, sort of escapism of which is more a, I like adults. To, I like to think acting I know childish. Yeah, I like to think I know what things are. Uh, cosplay is just people fucking stuffed animals, right? <laughs> That's one form of cosplay. That is uh-huh. okay. It is so, but but bronies. the my but the bronies are are you know guys. It's it, it's typically guys dressing up. Like bros. their favorite bros, bros okay. dressing up like their their favorite My Little, Little Pony character, but very in a very sincere way. This we're not talking about the the early two thousands, you know, postmodern cynicism stuff. This is like whoa, 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 t- t- Tom. Did, did I you, did drop you, some yeah. some academics <laughs> on you? Dropped a little bit of knowledge <laughs> uh-huh. there. Yeah, I feel like I or is this a sociology podcast? Yeah, it's a it's a it's got new sincerity trend. Is like okay. kind of what what is now where it's not nothing. It's it's not as like people we, are tired of the whole tongue. We have stated thing. this before. Tom mm-hmm. and I are trying to do our research and actually yeah. know about some of the subjects well, that we're talking about, and this is evidence, <laughs> Tom. Uh-huh. Did a Wikipedia search. I did. A, I did a Wikipedia search five minutes before this started. <laughs> so Tom knows about this topic. So yeah. So it's uh, these people dressing up like My Little Pony, doing the cosplay thing, but they're not making fun of My Little Pony. It's a very genuine. Um, it's a it's a genuine little universe that they're making for so themselves. The, you're saying they actually associate with the characters and the themes of the yeah, show. Yeah, they get into the show. They watch the show. They they dress up like the characters, but it's not you know they're not being like funny doing. I don't know fingers. if that's more or less disturbing than if they were making fun of it. Like that's weird to me. That's even kind of creepier to me. It's I don't I don't get it. So you know, you you mentioned earlier, you know dressing up as as a as a furry thing and or dressing up in a costume and fucking in it correct i mean it, it is it is not too much of a too big of a d- gap between being a brony 
and then having sex in your your brony costume. <laughs> yeah, like, because you find some like minded lady in the same thing. Yeah, and there you go. It's literally like the next half step you take yeah. is to get screwed in your brony costume, uh-huh. right? What's what's fascinating? So this sort of thing, like furries, everyone's heard of furries. So these, you know, nope. so what, what, uh, so when furry? I was not to be not to be too too gross, but like you know, when I was a kid, I went to Chuck E. Cheese's, right? And there was the Chucky, uh, the, the rat, the, the, yeah. the mouse, the rat, who's a yeah. man, sure, yep. <laughs> would walk around, and it was just a, a poor guy in a in a hot costume, and he'd <laughs> yeah. have to like get his tail beat. When you say hot, pulled you around mean by like a kid. he was literally warm, like I, a I lot of fur. Uh, yes, okay, a, a warm costume. Must have been disgusting in there. Oh, God. Ugh. Anyway, but like that kind of an outfit you see them at Disney World are gained at, are aimed at kids to right. interact with these characters. But, you know, Furries takes that, which I think has an element of nostalgia. And I think people are doing it because they like it and they have nice childhood memories from it. Right. And then, of course, because they're humans, they add a they add fucking to it. They're like, so, why? Why don't? Why don't we have sex in this? But I mean, is there a subset of this that is non-sexual? Are there people that engage in this that don't bring it to that level? Yeah, like, if, if you look it up, I think I think it starts in a non-sexual place. It's more of like a social club kind of thing. Yeah, because you have furry conventions. Uh, and it's not un- unlike I recently went to this thing called Mid Atlantic Leather in DC. Right. I had a wonderful time. Right. And but that is like it's geared towards it touches, but like, it touches on some of this. Oh. It touches on all of it. Yeah, but it's yeah. so it's so it's like a convention, it all takes place in one hotel. And the and on the surface it's really more about like the leather community than the gay community. Yeah. And um and but but in this convention, it was like all the leather people were there. But then there was like so many other types. There was there. I think I saw a couple people in like furry costumes. It was but but like there was a a superhero cosplay thing where these these people would buy and or make these extremely ornate but highly like hot looking costumes where they'd walk around like Spider Man. So it's this. It, it was a mixture of like, yes, it was highly sexually charged. We're gonna, That's we're sort gonna of go like ahead. And, we're gonna pause the podcast so Tom can jerk off while thinking about his no. Spider-Man I, fantasy. And that's that's the thing that's like hard to – and I'm, I'm not going to do a good job in explaining <laughs> this right now. But but yes, there is definitely like a, a sexual component to this sort of a thing, uh, the mid-Atlantic leather thing. But it's also a really interesting little club you get to go to with a bunch of people that are essentially nerding out. Yeah. These these types of conventions are like – are just like Star Trek conventions – just with like a little like kinkiness added to it, but sure. it's, but I, I had like the best time. I met amazing people, and it's it's super cool. But all of this like like superhero costume plays there. The leather thing is there. There's a thing called pup play. Maddie, have you heard of pup play? Of course, no, <laughs> I have not heard of pup play. This is this is along the line. So like millennials, this is this is a young person thing. So like in their people in their twenties, I, yeah. I have. I think basically aged out. I don't totally <laughs> get it, but I see it all over the place. You see it more and more in the gay community when you're, you know, when you're at like some event with like a kink component. And pup play is like you dress up like a dog, 
And there's all these, like, at this point, there's all these, like, really ornate dog costumes you buy. And you have, like, the Dom person who's, like, oh, the owner of the dog. And then the Ordering little, you around. The little dog that then acts like a dog. Like, the guy in the dog costume, like, tromps around and tries to get ear scratches and has, like, this tail. The tail's a big part of it. It's this rubber tail that wags. You know, they're really well constructed. And like, but he acts like really commits to the dog character. Right. This. And this is enormous. There are so many people into this like thing. Pup play. I <laughs> I mean, I'm always looking for something new, Tom. But it, so like, but I think it's totally getting at like these dressing up like animals and whatever really was a kid thing when we were kids. Yeah, sure, right. And now adults are into it, and of course, because they're adults and they can have sex, they yeah. add the sexual element to it. I mean, you, you get into this kind of weird, uncomfortable territory where it's like childish things becoming sexual. Oh, it, it, yeah, it, there's a little I bit don't, of a I don't factor. like talking about it, and I don't like talking about this like convention I went to, yeah. But I'm committed to talking about because I had like I I know a ton you of people that go. I had a wonderful time, and it was really great. So for you. what's wrong with it? There, I don't think there is anything wrong with yeah. it, but I think there is a. <laughs> it's weird in general. Yeah, it can go to weird places pretty quickly. I think that's the problem people have with it, right? And I think it goes to kind of what we're talking about. With this whole episode, which is why are people into these things that are meant for children or meant for different purposes or meant for younger people, right? Like, what is the true intent? And I think what we've talked about has been, it's like a lot of it is nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. Like people, it's, we are not old, but we're not young, yeah, but we want to recall some of these feelings and some of these things that we liked as younger people. And and I'll tell you, Maddie, I mean, yes. And also we're living in a really fucking terrifying, weird time at the moment. Yeah. And I think a lot of this is escapism. I mean, you just want to be comfortable. Give me another place that does not remind me of our current president or whatever (laughs) is going on or the fact that the world that like, I'm not going to have drinking water when I'm 70 at that point because yeah. of global warming. There are so many things going on that is just terrible that I feel completely powerless. Just, I feel like it's just a tra- freight train that I just hope I'm dead by the time it hits me <laughs> of, of right. hopefully natural causes. This and other positive <laughs> topics like, next time. Like it un- makes sense if, if that is going through our current culture – we need something to escape from that. And, yeah. and so these elaborate, imaginative, playtime things that we're thinking of that are going back to our childhood when we were happy no, you're, makes sense. You're totally digging on. And yeah. like, think about what are the big things that are coming up in our culture right now, like VR, right? Mm-hmm. Like is like this big thing that people are all into. Right. Why are they into VR? Because I think we all at heart know that our current situation and like the real world is just going to be terrible. It is basically VR is like going la 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 la. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just putting your, ear, your your fingers in your ear and just being like, I need 
absolute sensory deprivation and be transported into my holodeck. Yeah. So Tom and I never promise you that you're going to have a positive experience listening to our podcast. And I think we've just (laughs) proven that out, right? (laughs) I mean, well, you know, if we're, if we're, you got to be real. We're, we're saying something. Just being real. Sure. Yeah. Which, what is more real, Tom, than understanding you when you were a little child? Oh, man. Yeah. So. I, I, I think, uh, speaking of escapism. Are we, about, I think it's about that time. We should take a trip. We should take a trip. Hop in the time machine. Oh man, hop into that time machine. Take a trip back in time to to the little Tom when I was around ten years old in the early nineties. Of and 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 we're gonna read a page from my journal we're that I kept back. Then. We're getting in the machine right now. That's the sound of the machine. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> hold on. Sorry, take a moment. I knew this was gonna happen. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Maddie, I'm dying. Let's go. What? Read a page from my journal. I'm so excited. Tom's journal. Mm-hmm. Without further ado. <laughs> yeah. um, Tom, do you know when this journal entry was from? Yeah, so this is from uh, Wednesday, July 22nd, 1992. This is journal entry 63. 1992. Yep. My math is bad. But mm-hmm. let me think about this. We go 10 years in the future, that's 2002. Yeah. 10 more, that's 2012. Mm-hmm. Five more, that's 2017. We're running about 25 years in the past, right? Jesus. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. But, oh, but man. It's, a, it's a while ago. It dies right? soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a while back. Um, so this is Tom's journal from 25 years ago yep today at about five o'clock i played with bill then matt not me yeah no we weren't friends then no we i didn't know you yeah i think you and i would have been friends though right in all sincerity maddie i think we would have been maybe we might have been friends i think we were both just as socially awkward <laughs> as as i think we were similar we, in that regard we deserved each other mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that means we just we we would have settled for each other <laughs> i think it's very nice yeah. spoken like a true single mm-hmm. person <laughs> so matt came then we got alfred and wilson they, and we played hide and seek for a all caps, long, end of caps, time. Remember, this is the summer. So, right. So I was, I didn't, didn't have care. much to do. You had nothing going on. Just, it's like, if we're going to play hide and seek, we are doing this. We are, we're going to make a whole fucking day. Yeah, it's a commitment. Hide and seek. Yep. Then me, Matt, Alfred, and Wilson played frisbee hockey until 8 o'clock. Yeah. So played some played maybe, some hide maybe, and seek. Maybe this is an upstate New York endeavor, mm-hmm. but my ass has never heard of frisbee hockey. So from from five, five so, so really we're talking about a three three, three hour window. That's not all that long, but that, yeah, no, so three played, hours is long. We played, Do you have any concept? We've been recording for three hours. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's felt pretty long, right? <laughs> so we played hide and seek, and then and then. And then also within that three-hour window, uh, 
we played some frisbee hockey. I don't remember that game all that well. I think it's just you, you throw you have to like throw the frisbee. It's kind of like um like uh like shuffleboard, bocce okay. ball. So you're trying that, to get that game on the ice with the, the brushes. Yeah, you got to you got to throw you got to get at the goal. Because we're a bunch of nerds. We're not going to play like a contact sport. Yeah. No, you're going to. Nothing will be played where Tom could be hurt. Yes. There's no stakes in this game. To this day, that's true. <laughs> All right. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Um, I like bowling. <laughs> the, the big closeout on this week's journal entry is Then I watched TV until I went to bed. It was really, really fun. You missed a really. It was really, 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 really fun. Really fun. Yeah. Tom, uh, <laughs> I, I gotta say, childhood you is just living your best life I, as adult Tom. It was great. I mean, this is this sounds like a day mm-hmm. that you would tell me about, like today. Like this would be a, a positive Saturday. You know, period. I was I was thinking about that when I was right. It's not all that different from my life. My Saturdays, <laughs> I got nothing to do. I, I like oh let's I, my Saturdays now are like let's 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 wake up, let's go to brunch. I, I'm hanging out with brunch with like you know a couple of my friends. I text some other friends. They come over for post brunch drinks. Sure, right. And then and then I like goof off with people all day. That's, if anything. Yeah. This version of you is more active and sociable <laughs> than the current version of you, right? Like, this you is doing more. Yeah. Like, this you has accomplished more. I was a fun person. <laughs> you used to, yep. you used to do things. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the end of Tom's journal that's for it. this entry. That's all he did. Um that's it. He aspires to live up to this standard of excellence that little Tom achieved. Yeah. yeah. So easily, yeah. I will say. For you, this is effort. For little Tom, this was just a day. This was just a normal day. It's just, just what I did. So, Tom, I, I don't know what else we can share with the people other than we are going to find out more things that need to be talked about and discussed in our next episode. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows what we're going to cover next next episode? It's 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 going to be interesting. It's going to be smart. It's going to be funny. That's that's what we're trying Our to next do, right? Episode supposedly is going to be so enlightening mm-hmm. you won't even believe it. It's, it's going to be, be so good. Yeah. It's going to make everything else good seem dumb. It, either that, or it'll just be normal and fine. No, no. I think Tom, it, the the time has passed for okay. low expectations. All right. And I think we have arrived at a point where we need to promise the most amazing and epic podcast All right, well, we'll that pre- people have ever heard. You should prepare now. Buy some bottled water. Get fill some up bread. Your bath, fill up your bathtub with water. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like a tornado. It's going to be like a tsunami. It's going to be huge. A storm. It's something weather-related that's yeah. bad that happens. That's... <laughs> going to be what it's going to be like listening to our next the episode. worst weather event that you can envision <laughs> yeah. that's what tom you, and i are going to you thought katrina was bad wait till you tom hear our next tom episode and, tom and i are going to get even worse yeah so please stay tuned yeah um i've been happy all right i've been tom all right thank you thank you